Coming up, Disney tries to toughen laws regarding ticket fraud. Two tourists were robbed at gunpoint at a hotel near Universal Studios. And we'll have the results of this week's poll asking whether or not you would pay extra for FastPass Plus. All coming up later, and coming up later, we'll tell you about this year's Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot, as well as the new Festival of Fantasy Parade at the Magic Kingdom. Coming up next, from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. Never. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 685 for the week of March 11th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, <laughs> Kathy Whirling, Corey Martin. You forgot. No, I didn't forget. I like to see how you know if I can pause and like see if they can catch up before they move over to you. Uh, back in the production nook, our producer Dustin West, along with associate producers Sean Thompson and Craig Williams. And uh, good to be with you this week. It was a busy, busy week with uh, Flower and Garden and the new uh, the new Festival of Fantasy Parade at the yes, Magic indeed. Kingdom. Both subjects of our segments this week. So we have two segments for you this week instead of one. And uh, that comes up after this show. But first, before we get going, let's get into some housekeeping. Uh, first, want to remind everybody the Fort Worth, Texas meet is happening on the 21st of uh, March. And uh, I'm going to be there along with Sean and Craig and Teresa. And uh, we're going to be doing a show from there. We're very excited about that. I've never been to Fort Worth. I'll also be Oh, and Dustin, that's right. You'll be... You'll be flying in from Richmond, though. You're not yeah. Gonna, yeah. If you're not traveling with me, you don't exist. <laughs> um, Dustin is uh, going up to Richmond to uh, await the arrival of his brother's child. I'm going to be an uncle. Oh, neat. Yeah. Yay. Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. you. So it's uh, baby watch week in the, uh, in the West household. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, speaking of meets to raise money for Give Kids the World, want to remind everybody about the New Jersey meet coming up the uh, weekend of April 20th? I had the dates here. I believe it's the 25th and 26th. 25th and 26th. Okay, I was close. Uh, But registration for that closes on April 5th. So if you are in the metropolitan area and you are planning on uh, joining us for that meet, please uh, go ahead and register uh, as soon as you can. Um, Links to that meet and all the meets that we're attending for uh, Give Kids the World can be found on our show notes page, disunplugged.com. Some uh, cool stuff coming up for the uh, New Jersey meet. Um, They're going to be doing their Tasty Cake eating contest again (laughs) this year, which was a lot of fun. It was fun to watch. It was only slightly disturbing, but very fun. (laughs) It was fun. It was very, very fun. And... uh, but they've also got some very interesting items going up for auction. Nikki got uh, some really cool stuff, and the other guys that, <laughs> that, that work there, they've got some great connections, apparently, because they have some interesting items. They have uh, uh, two Disney Infinity figurines that are autographed by one of the folks from Disney Interactive. He's, he's one of the uh, senior executives at Disney Interactive, yeah. Hopefully he's not losing his job <laughs> in the... In the upcoming cuts, because that's one of the news stories this week, yeah. is that Disney Interactive is cutting about... Well, the signature will be worth more. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that's only if he dies. Yeah. Um, oh. But uh, hopefully that, you know, I'm not wishing that. But um, We also have uh, a piece of concept art from our good friend and now Disney artist Kevin John, who was on the show a few months back. And um, we also have a signed piece from Dave Avanzino, the, steambu- the steampunk Sleeping Beauty castle, I believe, is, right. what, is what they're auctioning off. So some really cool stuff going to be available uh, for auction. All that money, of course, goes to raise money for Give Kids the World. We have a lot of these meets planned throughout, uh, throughout the year. And uh, very excited about it. Very, very excited about it. So want to, uh, if, you plan on, if you're in the metropolitan area, the New York, New Jersey metropolitan area, please uh, take, a, take some time to come and help us raise money. Uh, the weekend of April 25th, in, uh, was in Bedminster again this year? Well, it was in uh, uh, Bridgewater last year, and I believe it's in Oh, that's right. No, never mind. No, not Bedminster. That's a, okay. Yeah, Bridgewater. Yeah. Nikki lives in Bedminster. Oh, that's okay. why I'm thinking Bedminster. Sorry, um, but Bridgewater. I'm sorry, Nikki. I just told everybody where you live. Um, so you can run around Bedminster if you're so in- inclined and scream Nikki's name out, and maybe she'll come out of her house. Um, <laughs> the other forty thousand Nikki's will also come out. <laughs> yeah, really, because Cut it's such a, a rare name in New Jersey. Yeah, call out Anthony. And we're great. So we have that coming up. But what else do we have in housekeeping? I have a short one. I say it all the time, but I hope maybe new people are watching this time so they hear it. We have two spots for the July 6th through the 11th Backstage Magic. Can't seem to give those away, can we? Well, I have people circling the the camp, but no one's pulled out a credit card yet. So if you're interested, John and I will be traveling on that trip. It's July 6th through the 11th, Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. And we have, uh, due to some movement and some cancellations, we, have our, we find ourselves with a couple of extra spots for our Italy trip. Uh, excuse me, September 16th through the 24th. I am so excited about that trip. It's going to be a great trip. So if you're interested in either of those trips or have questions about it, please let me know. Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. Awesome. Anything else for, I'm done. I'm out. for housekeeping? I have one, just a quick one. I want to thank Andy Jackson. Um, he sent me a, a shirt that says Rocket Geek on the front. I will wear it with pride. So thank you, Andy. Because that is absolutely what you are. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> a proud I Rocket am. Geek. Yes. You want to see Kathy get excited? Just like, say, NASA. Yes, the Space yes. Center. <laughs> she gets all animated. Um, anything else? Before we get on to our poll question from last week. All right. Well, our poll question last week was based on a rumor that had been posted on Disboards that suggests Disney may introduce a program that would charge for additional fast passes above the three per day that they currently allow. The rumor stated that it would cost $9.99 for a Tier 2 attraction (coughs) fast pass, that's per person, and $14.99 for a Tier 1 fast pass. And uh, we really, I want to stress again, this is a rumor. There has been absolutely no official confirmation from Disney at all that they're planning to do this. But this has been a persistent rumor, not just since FastPass has, FastPass Plus has come out, but, you know, from before that, that they were going to do something to charge for FastPasses. So this has been very persistent, which tells me something somewhere happened, some meeting on at Disney at some point raised this raise this issue so i don't think it's outside the realm of possibility i also think that it was it showed up on a survey 
Someone said that they saw it on a survey. Would you right, pay that's right. for additional remember, fast pass? Well, so Universal does it. With a lot of other options, there were three other options. Someone just sent us an, a podcast email, and I am so sorry, I don't have that person's name with me. But they talked about you might get three fast passes in the morning, and then after four o'clock, you or after one o'clock, you would get a fast pass that was called a revolving fast pass that was basically good for anything, anytime. So they're hmm. floating a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. And this was, there were surveys as to what you thought was the better idea. Well, the, um, I'll tell you something. Uh, putting up this poll question got what I could only describe as a visceral response mm-hmm. from our audience um, because the responses were fast and they were furious. Nearly 1,900 people responded to this poll, 1,200 of them within the first six hours after we put it up. Oh, wow. So it was... It was a very visceral response. Um, and not surprisingly, 74% of you said no, you would not pay Good. for additional fast passes. 16% said you would. 10% said you would not or you, you didn't know. <laughs> so, I mean, that I think pretty much. They should <laughs> probably wait until the price increase has died down a little bit yeah, really. before yeah. they tell them that they're going to put another charge on top of that. Exactly. I don't know who the 10% are who took the time to respond don't know. <laughs> that seems like an odd use of my energy. Well, you know, <laughs> doesn't it? Well, I think, I think that's more from the standpoint of, you, you know, kind of want to wait and see um, what it is when it comes out. And you don't know if you would. You might, you might not, depending yeah, on could, how Disney executes it. If they were to uh, charge you for additional fast passes, maybe there would be other perks involved with that, uh, that charge. You know, so you, you don't know. But, right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, 74% said absolutely not. They would not pay for additional fast passes at Walt Disney World. Now, each week that we do this poll, we select one person who answered at random and award that person a $50 Disney gift card. And this week, our winner is Sheena Sanchez. So congratulations, Sheena. We'll, uh, we will uh, contact you and get your information so we can send out your, your gift card. And uh, we will announce the subject of this week's poll toward the end of the show. So, yay for that. But a lot of responses, almost 1,900 people. So, Pete, would you, to that. would you pay for fast passes? I don't know that I'm the right one to ask. Um, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that, especially when, I'm, uh, when we're talking Disney and we're on property, that I'll spend money on stupid stuff. Um, so it's a possibility. I okay. Would. It's a possibility. If that's, if that was what I needed to do to have the, you know, to get the, Especially the experience that I, I wanted, right, planning yeah. it out. Yeah. And, you know, if I had my family there right. and I wanted to make sure these certain things got done, would I part with $15 a person? You know, look, if I'll spend money to eat at Disney World and some of the places to eat at Disney, if I'll spend money in La Cellier, $45 for a, a New York Strip, can I look anybody in the eye and say I wouldn't spend fifteen dollars right, on a fast pass? Right. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, I'll ask all of you guys this: If fast pass, if it was to go to a paid model, um, would you prefer it to be a paid model on top of what already exists, or would you like it to look something a little more like the way Universal Studios does it with the Express Pass? I don't think they could get away with no. doing a purely paid model. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they were to do anything along these lines, it was gonna, it would have to be. You get your three free ones, and then we charge, and then maybe they're giving, you know, there's also the rumor going around that 
uh, if you're staying at a deluxe resort or you're getting a, buying a certain package from Walt Disney Travel, you'll get extra fast passes or extra consideration. So there's a lot of ways I think Disney Disney might do something. They have to do something, though, because where it is right now, and this is what we're going to talk about a little later on in this in this show, where it is right now has people <clears throat> out of their mind. Right. Um, and in a way I, I haven't seen before. So we're going to talk about that, actually, uh, after rapid fire. But This idea seems very elitist to me. Which one? All of it. It seems very elitist that if they're going to give more fast passes to people in the deluxe resorts, I think that's elitist. Well, I think that if you pay more to stay in a deluxe resort, there should be perks associated with it. There are, at the resort. It would be like saying, you know, you could stay at the Four Seasons also. You could stay at the Four Seasons off property. You could stay at Howard Johnson's. However, the perks are associated with resorts. And you get better accommodations, you get more landscaping, you get higher-end restaurants, you have, there are more opportunities to do other things. I don't think they should attach that to the parks. Well, I, I, it, re, it remains to be seen if, they will, if they'll even try. Um, I don't know that I agree with that, per se. I think you're going to spend the money. Because the price, you know, look, at, at some point in time, they're just going to build the price into what you're paying for the room anyway. I was going to say, the problem is, is that so, you'll see, you know, $100 more a night gets you... An extra two fast passes for everybody in your party. It's not going to be just because you're booked at the contemporary at this price. It's going to be a price increase, and that's how they'll justify it. Well, we'll see. We'll see if they even try and go there. I think there's enough response. There's been enough response to that rumor along those lines where a lot of people were very much opposed to it. So, you know, and it, it also depends on how much Disney is listening to this kind of feedback because I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure right now how much they're listening to the feedback they're getting about fast pass plus and about where it's going um so you know that remains to be seen but um all right that will do it for housekeeping and our for our poll for last week and like i said the end of the show we'll have next week's poll but uh coming up next johnny with the news all right our first news story disney unit I'm sorry. Interactive unit at Disney cuts. I messed up the first word already. <laughs> Interactive unit at Disney cuts 700 workers or a quarter of its staff. Disney's struggling video game and internet division laid off roughly 700 employees last Thursday, or 26% of its global staff, and a major retrenchment that includes a shifting in advertising strategies at Disney.com. Layoffs were long expected in the unit, but not at this scale. They came as a result of Disney's decision to combine two businesses, booming mobile games, those played on iPads and smartphones, and sagging social games, those played on websites like Facebook. Disney also decided to sharply scale back in-house development of games of all types. Uh, quote, these are large-scale changes we are focused on not just on get, we focus not just on getting to profitability, but to sustain profitability and scalability, James A. Pitaro the president of the unit, Disney Interactive, said in an interview. Mr. Pitaro said that Disney, that Disney Interactive, which published about two, do, two dozen games last year, would cut annual game output by as much as 50%. Disney Interactive, which is based in the suburb of Los Angeles, will also close some of its smaller web businesses, including babyzone.com and spoonful.com. Mr. I remember them spending a ton of money on Baby Zone. Just going to say that. These are two big acquisitions they just did. 
And it wasn't that long. It was only a few years ago, and they spent a ton of money on that. Do they still do anything with Club Penguin? I know that was a huge acquisition as well. That's right? still out there, but I, you know, who knows what? Who knows how long that's going to be? be. Um, but is anybody else surprised by this after the launch of Infinity? Now, look, I know that you know when you have a hit game every seven years, um, it probably cost, you know you probably lose money, but. Um, I, I I'm, I'm surprised with, I mean, Infinity was one of the top games of 2013, and it, and, and not only that, not only are they selling a lot of copies, they're selling a lot of hardware as well or peripheral as well. You know, I mean, every single character is running. What is it, fifteen, twenty dollars for a character somewhere in in there, depending on where you buy it. I mean, this is a huge. If you want to collect everything associated with Disney Infinity, I mean, you're spending hundreds of dollars and some people are doing that we're doing that and uh, there are other people out there that are doing that as well um, so it is a very popular game and of course they're releasing Disney Infinity 2 at some point in the near future um, so they've got that you know in their sights it's just interesting that they're they're cutting back you know but it doesn't this article doesn't say anything that I'm aware of John uh, about Disney Infinity and, and the uh, development and programming of that well as of as of January uh, they had sold three million infinity units mm-hmm. through to customers three million at seventy five dollars a clip seventy dollars a clip whatever it is I mean that's like a blockbuster movie. Right. This yeah, the article plus, does address the fact that this is one of the areas that they are profitable. Um, sold more than 3 million copies worldwide since its debut in August of Disney Infinity. Um, I think what it's really saying, it seems to be saying, is that the major shift is going to be away from online gambling. Gambling. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have a cruise coming up? You're going to put casinos in the hotel. Oh, no. no, he's getting ready to go on a, a very, very long cruise on Royal Caribbean. And he's you already set. He, I understand you cut Kevin's allowance so that you had more to gamble with. We may or may not have paid our taxes this month. <laughs> <laughs> and by we, we mean everyone else. Right. <laughs> the company. I kid. I joke. Um... <laughs> I think it's a shift away from online gaming and more towards what Dustin was talking about, the actual peripheral sales for an existing game, which I think Disney has kind of mastered. Well, Disney's sort of taken that merchandising model and said, look, we can apply that now to games. It's going beyond that, though. Disney Interactive has been shifting away from games in general for the longest time. Um, that's why they're doing all these small web series like the It's a Small World web series. You'd think that would be Disney Animation Studios doing something with it, but as it's Disney Interactive, um, they're they're less concerned about putting out a bunch of terrible games every now and then. Instead, they have Disney Infinity, which has been absolutely huge, and then as soon as Fantasia comes out, that's going to absolutely blow up, and then they'll think of the next big thing after that. They'll put it out. Um, and in terms of video games, that's all they're going to have to worry about is those things like that. But they're they're just getting into other areas that they don't necessarily need all these video games and online games. Like who, could, besides some apps, who actually plays online games on like a flash browser anymore? Right. Yeah. I, I don't. They also seem to recognize too, that they don't need to put out a game for every movie. Exactly. So, well, you know, that's the that's the old model. That's the old right. Sega Genesis Super Nintendo model of you know a movie has to come with a video a crappy video game. But I mean, you know, you take a look at Disney Interactive's major hits um you know the first real major hit they had in my opinion anyway was kingdom hearts 
yeah. Which was a, uh, a <laughs> joint venture. It was a collaboration with Square Enix. Um, and then, you know, Epic Mickey, um, yeah. which was, you know, for them, a major hit. And that was a joint effort with Ubisoft, I think. Was it really? Yeah. Okay, I thought that was all them. I might be wrong. You could be wrong. You probably are. Um, and then, of course, Infinity. Um, and, you know, as game studios go, I, I don't know if that's considered a good track record or not, but the number of crappy games they would peddle is, I think, what kills them, is that they're spending money developing these really crappy games because they figure anybody, peep, kids will buy anything with a Disney name on it. Um, What's cool about Disney Infinity is, you know, as a consumer, you have this uh, game that is the Disney universe, right? So as a new movie comes out, as Frozen comes out, as Tangled comes out, as Wreck-It Ralph comes out, these characters and these movies are incorporated into the game that you already own. Now, you're not paying another $50, $60 for a brand new game. Oh, they'll figure out a way. (laughs) You're paying $15, $20 for a new character within that universe. And they've done a really good job at establishing a certain type of gameplay within Disney Infinity. And it works with these multiple movies that are coming out. There is no way they are not going to expand the monetization model for Disney Infinity beyond the purchase of the figurines. There is going to be a monetization beyond that. Trust me. They yeah. will figure out a way. If they're putting you know, 3 million units since August, um, there's just too many people playing it where they can start getting more money. And, and they'll figure out a way to do it. And the, One of the things they did, you know, it just annoyed the hell out of me. Their Frozen game for the iPhone and the iPad has this pay model where if you get to a point in the game where you, you can't go any further or you, you, you keep losing on this particular board, you can buy more oh, things. Your time or and exactly. That's not that uncommon, though. That happens <laughs> I, I, well, it's, um, the model for this game is, is kind of uh, very bejeweled um, in its, uh, uh, in, in its uh, structure. And I haven't seen that on games like this. It was it was you know just ridiculous, ridiculously obvious monetization, um, and I don't know how well it's working for them, but you know I, I think I think that's what you're going to see. I think you're going to see them finding new ways to monetize in-game uh, purchases or make you know expand the availability of in-game purchases, and I would be surprised if summer comes and we haven't seen that. I have a question. Do the figurines have anything to do with the play? I mean, are they involved in the oh, game? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Once you, once you buy the figurine, then that figurine is now available for you to use in playing playing through the, the Infinity game. So, it's like as soon as you put it on the language. Yeah, I know. It's a, I was a, I'm, I'm with you that, on that, Kevin. I don't, I don't play it. All that being said, Infinity is amazing. It's I trust you. Game. I just wasn't sure. I thought... Are they just selling tchotchkes that you put on top of your <laughs> they game? They watch one? you play. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they actually... Because I thought that was sad. It does impact, it does impact the experience in, okay. in the game, sure. Sure. All right, our next news story. Disney tries again to toughen ticket fraud laws. Walt Disney World is trying again this year to toughen the state's ticket fraud laws, this time with the help of the lawmaker who killed the proposal last year, as well as an influential Orlando Republican who became state Senate president next year, who will become Senate president next year. State Senator Tom Lee, a Republican from Brandon, 
who initially objected to the bill, said his change of heart had nothing to do with the $10,000 donation (laughs) from Disney to his political action committee. Instead, he said he's now confident that Disney lobbyists will work with him to address his concerns about the legislation. Lee also said Orlando Republican Senator Andy Gardner, who will take over as Senate president after after the November elections, asked him to shepherd the bill. The Disney-backed bill would impose longer prison terms for people who commit ticket fraud. It would also expand ticket fraud laws to ensure that that they cover Disney World's new magic bands, uh, hotel room keys, and credit cards. Disney spokeswoman Andrea Finger said the changes are needed because fraudulent ticket sales can ruin family vacations and harm Florida's tourism brand. Say her name again. Andrea Finger. (laughs) Andrea. 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 The Orange County Sheriff's Office has said the fraud has become such a lucrative field uh, with such light penalties that the agency once uncovered a convicted drug dealer who had switched to selling phony park tickets. Because he made more money, probably. Yeah. They said he his car didn't smell. more money than drugs. <laughs> uh, Lee said he initially opposed the bill because he was concerned about a provision that would make criminals of those who buy fraudulent theme park tickets and in addition to those who sell them. Quote, I don't want to make some poor family, some poor innocent family from Germany into criminals, he said. Um, and blah, 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 the new version of the bill will do a lot of good stuff, yada, yada, yada. But it doesn't matter that they gave him $10,000. Right, right. Now, look, I don't care Republican or Democrat. We need to get money out of politics. We need to get money out of politics. Because the sad part is this is the right thing to do. The right well, thing to, to do is to make it so it's not illegal to buy them because someone doesn't know they're not yeah. buying right. them. No, that, right, yeah, no, exactly, it. exactly. And the bill, by the way, still has that provision in it. Right. It still makes that poor, innocent German family uh, who buys tickets criminals. But now he's got $10,000 in his political action committee, so it's okay. It's okay. He doesn't care so much about the poor, innocent German family anymore. But. And, uh, uh, just just put it in perspective, so far this election cycle, the Walt Disney World Resort has donated more than $1.7 million to state candidates and committees. Well, I mean, a company doing business in any state has to now. It's, it's, it's de facto. It's de facto that you, you have to spend that money to get your interests rep, uh, represented in, in, uh, in state legislatures. And I think, it, you know, I think money should be out of all of it. I think money should be out of all of it, all publicly funded campaigns. And then nobody can buy influence. And But look, I think the law is a good one in terms of cracking down on ticket fraud. I think ticket fraud hurts consumers in this, in this town in particular. And a lot of people get ripped off. If you're, when you're buying these tickets, you, they usually don't work when you get to the turnstile. You got ripped off. And I think as a consumer protection... The law is a is a very good idea, um, and then now if you have someone, you know, what are they going to do if someone says, "Oh, look, I bought a fake Magic Band," or "I bought a Magic Band that turns out to be fake," or someone's right. out there making these, you know, they have no way of knowing anything they buy is real. No, you have no way, but yeah, we'll see. All right, and our third and final news story: gunmen rob tourists at hotel across from Universal Studios. Last Thursday evening, two tourists staying at the Holiday Inn on Kirkman Road were robbed at gunpoint. The hotel is within walking distance of Universal Studios. The victims, David Dutcher and his wife Lois, decided to use the back door facing the highway when suddenly they were confronted by two gunmen. 
Quote, the guy said to her, Lady, I'll take your purse. I want your purse, said David, and he had a gun in his hand. Wesh, too, spoke with Ducher, who said his wife Lois didn't want to surrender her purse, but when the second man pulled out a gun, he knew they meant... Okay, the first gun wasn't enough for (laughs) him. Yeah, really. Yeah, I need two. Oh, two guns. (laughs) They're serious. Um, Orlando, Texas are reviewing the surveillance video provided by the Holiday Inn in hopes of getting images to put out to the public to catch these armed robbers. Um, I bet they were German. <laughs> the robbers were German. Uh-huh. They're recouping their losses. Is that what it is? There was from a, the from the stolen tickets. There was another robbery, and I don't, I can't find it in my story that was similar to that. Um, and they suspect that it might be the same guys doing it at a different hotel in Orlando. Well, trust me, when it comes to crimes in the tourist corridor, they get right on that. They get mm-hmm. right on that. Um, so I have no doubt these guys will be found. But if the same thing there. happened in Winter Park, you would never hear about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. They put the word universal in there. Yeah. And that's what but sells I think the story. It, but I think it's also a function of, you know, everyone needs to understand to, to be aware of your surroundings when you're on right. vacation. Well, in particular at, at Universal, um, the residential area, some of the residential areas surrounding Universal are not the safest neighborhoods in Orlando. Um, you know, we... When we first came down here, we were in Metro West for a while, which is right outside. That's where I live, Um, too. And Metro West is, you know, dodgy at, you know, at points. Um, There are other neighborhoods in the area directly around Universal. Um, And that's one of the things about Orlando that you need to understand is that, you know, you can literally cross the street and be in a great neighborhood (laughs) and go two blocks down and be in a not great neighborhood. So on one side of Universal, you have Dr. Phillips which is an amazingly good neighborhood. And then you have like the Metro West Pine Hills area, which is a little not so good. So, but you know, people need to be aware of that, that, you know, just because it's, you know, magical doesn't mean that there aren't, there aren't criminals. It's, exactly. You know, using back doors of hotels at night. Hmm. Probably, I mean, I'm not blaming them, but you know, you might want to rethink right. that strategy. Um, even at, you know, even at Disney hotels, any, any hotel, um, you know, if it's, Anywhere. If, if it's at night, Go where it's well lit and there are people. And you're much less likely yeah. to run into problems. Mm-hmm. Look, we've heard stories of people getting robbed in the parking lot of, of downtown Disney. Now they get robbed for their parking space. Um, <laughs> whereas, you know, before they used to get robbed for money, now they're your car. just held up, at, held up at gunpoint to get the parking space. I'm waiting for the assault and battery uh, news report yeah, to come exactly. in. Yeah, like, exactly. It's only, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. But... Um, all right, John, thank you very much for that. Before we move on to rapid fire, we have some of the caption this captions that were submitted on our Facebook page last week by some of our listeners. Um, it was, uh, for those listening, it was a picture of the topiary of uh, um, uh, Aurora and uh, Prince Philip. Thank you. And uh, from the Flower and Garden Festival. And uh, some of the uh, responses we got from uh, our listeners, from Stephen. Dalwig, uh, is this you or is a bird nesting in my pants? Um, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, Tara, our good friend Tara DeBona. Uh, after the success of Frozen, Disney has a new princess who will have the power to turn everything into a tree. She will be voiced by Broadway actress Adela Dezim. <laughs> uh, Michelle Rendon, can we stop spinning now? I'm feeling a bit green. And uh, my personal favorite was from uh, Keith Groshans. 
Reported waits at the Fast Pass Plus kiosk were so long that guests were growing moss. <laughs> um, so those were the captions for last week's photo. And uh, we found a fun one uh, oh, gosh. For, for this week as I was going through my, uh, my photo library. And uh, for those who are listening and not watching, you can check out this photo on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disunplugged. There will be a link to that in the show notes page. But uh, this is a picture of Dustin from the 2012 uh, London-Paris ABD trip at the end of the trip in Disneyland Paris with uh, Judge Claude Frollo leering down at him. Who's during our villain's goodnight farewell party. Or right, it was, it was for Halloween. Right, yeah. it was really he was cool. a little creepy. He was and, very uh, creepy. Yeah, I had some fun with that, uh, with that particular character. Um, <laughs> I won't repeat what I was saying to him. But, you know, we, we were having some fun. Um, but that is the caption this for uh, for this week. Again, check it out on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disunplugged. And uh, with that, we will move on to Rapid Fire and Johnny. All right. Polo Comparo at Downtown Disney will be closing March 19th, 2014. What's the matter, guys? And not a minute too soon. <laughs> that is not how you say that. Polo <laughs> Comparo. <laughs> There you go. That's a little better. What did I say? Polo Comparo. Oh, you're hearing things. Judge Club Frollo whispered in your ear. Want to ring my bell? That restaurant and Bodie's All-American Grill and Baby Cakes NYC will be closing 3-19-2014. There is no loss there. Exactly. Baby Cakes NYC will still be providing gluten-free items to select Walt Disney World food outlets and restaurants. So you can get bad food delivered. I've never tried it. Here. I love this restaurant. You love this really? restaurant? I do. I've never been in there. I like their chicken. Oh, the God. chicken's good. There's a fresh mm-hmm. appeal. They do salads, and they have a veggie burger that's really good. And baby cakes, they're, they're really good. You can get frosting shots, just these little <sighs> containers of frosting. It's so good. Like that's brilliant. Like frosting? It's just like little containers. You know, like when you get uh, toothpaste at the dentist, those little like paper <laughs> cups. You just buy little shots of frosting. They had a salsa bar that looked like you needed a tetanus shot. <laughs> it's always clean. It was everywhere. The sneeze guard was cloudy. It was not very pleasant. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that, John. Corey. Uh, the inaugural Disney Fit Challenge is coming to ESPN Wild World of Sports September 26th through the 28th. The three-day competitive fitness event will allow competitors to test their athletic skills Competitions will include tests of power, speed, balance, strength, and endurance. Competitors will compete against other athletes of like age and skill level in fitness maneuvers to collect performance-based points. Competitions will range from squats, push-ups, to muscle-ups. What the hell's a muscle-up? It's it's like a... um, it's like you take the uh, rings, um, like gymnastics rings, and you, you have to pull yourself up and then do like that. It's, oh. it's like a type of CrossFit I could exercise. I bet you people who do that don't get uh, frosting shot. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not paleo. Not. Yeah, so it's not like a pull-up. It's a muscle-up. It should be fun to watch. I, I might go there and feel horrible about myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you should, Corey. You're just so disgusting. I mean, so out of shape. I mean, these people are, you know, insane. Okay. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Body dysmorphic disorder. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that, Corey. Kevin. Uh, the Disney Family Museum is going to have a special exhibit of Mary Blair's work called Magic, Color, Flair, The World of Mary Blair. It starts March 13th and ends September 7th this year. 
It's a comprehensive exhibit uh, exploring the artistic process and development of one of Walt Disney's original, beloved, and influential designers and art directors, Mary Blair. I am not usually an envious kind of guy. I am envious that I am of people who get to see this. I would like to go see this. Sounds awesome, doesn't it? You can uh, see the... Uh, the exhibit by your entrance, or you can rent an audio guide with uh, exclusive audio throughout uh, uh, regarding Mary Blair's work. And She's wait, my favorite. What are the dates this is running? Uh, March 13th. March 13th. <laughs> <laughs> John's wearing off on me, or rubbing off on me. March 13th through September 7th. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stop telling people I rub off on you. <laughs> oh my Awful. God. Um, <laughs> I don't think what they want. Um, Mary Blair is my favorite. She's done amazing work uh, just on her own, but she's also been involved in Cinderella, Wonder, uh, Alice in Wonderland, and Peter Pan. So, if you're interested, iconic. yeah, iconic. Mary Blair was actually originally asked uh, to be one of the designers of those films. They decided to go in a different way, but there are her storybooks where they've actually taken her artwork, and you can buy the story work story works the. St- uh, the children's book. We're, we're all tongue tied today. We are. It's a rough day. We need Ginkle Boboa or whatever it's called. It's that our loss. Um, <laughs> uh, you can get Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, and Peter Pan storybooks with uh, Mary Blair's artwork. Mm. As a matter of fact, I have them. They're just gorgeous. I'm. She's my favorite. Okay. Thank you very much for that, Kevin. Kathy. Mine is just to remind people that we have a rehab list up on our site. Um, if you're you know, whenever you're coming to when is that damn crane coming down? Never. I have not seen an end date for the crop. That the is now crane. part of the castle. <sighs> yeah. It's got a name, I told you. Right, Ichabod. Ichabod. <laughs> and when we were standing there on Sunday waiting for the parade, there's also another crane that was coming up on the left. Oh great, side. because it's a, well, it should be symmetrical. Yes. I mean, we should have one on each side. Or just paint it blue. So it just blends in with the sky. Are, are they <laughs> get it the hell out of there? Aren't they putting up Christmas lights in? <laughs> Just drives me insane. Every time I go, I, I go on Main Street and I see that damn thing, I want to scream. You know, but it is nice. I saw in the Diz that there are some people that are offering to Photoshop the crane out of people's pictures <laughs> if they're upset. Oh, that that's extremely gonna... nice of them. Yes. yes For how much is. money? I know, yes. right? Yes. Yes. Just, to be, just to be nice because people were complaining and I thought that was nice that some people would do that for others. It's a nice side business. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But anyway, the one of the two that um, came out at me this time is the um, TTA, the People Mover, is going to be down from May 3rd to June 30th. And then they're also working on Astro Orbiter above it. So it's going down on May 3rd, but it's going to be closed until August 20th. So just be aware that that Whose vacation is ruined? I'm sure somebody's will be. I think this is a very important page as far as planning goes. Manage your expectations. You know, if mm-hmm. your kids are saying, I want to do this, I want to do this, and you get there, it's closed, at least you know. Right, right. You have a, a good idea. And sometimes Disney comes up and, you know, closes something before they tell everybody. So keep that in yeah. mind, too. But look at the list. I would also say if you're there towards the end of the close or the, the rehab, check. Don't mm-hmm. just assume that it's right, because what happens is, while they give a an end date, it's not always... Hard and fast. Hard and right. fast. Sometimes right. it opens before that. Just check. All right. Thank you very much. Dustin. 
Yeah, I have a little interesting news. Um, Alani has some new merchandise, and I'm curious to see what you guys think of this. Um, their new Brights collection is going to be uh, showcased at the Alani Resort in Hawaii. Ew. And uh, I'm not uh, particularly a fan of some of these things. They have T-shirts, like frames, magnets, tumblers, mugs, a whole bunch of uh, different stuff. Yeah, they just released this on... Um, the Disney Parks blog a couple days ago, and considering when we went to Alani, and I know most of most of us have been to Alani, um, you know the the merchandise that is in those locations in the lobby, those two shops that are in the lobby and elsewhere, you know it's usually like really classy merchandise that is really um, really sticks to that Hawaiian theme that they're going to. Yeah, this is uh, this is a little off the. Uh, a track with yeah. That. Where's the Menahuni? The prediction yeah. is that neons are going to be really big this summer. <laughs> neon colors—that's what everybody's predicting. And really? Hawaii as well. Yeah. So I didn't know what you guys thought about that. That yeah. looks like the guy that's wearing the shorts with the the knee-high socks with his camera yeah. around his neck would go for that kind of stuff. <laughs> However, the same article that? said that monocles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Um, yeah. I don't have anything on my script for Sean or Craig. Sean's got something, and Craig has something. Um, so we talked a little bit about the co-op marketplace that's coming to Downtown Disney in the Team Mickey building. Um, last week, Disney Parks Blog actually announced a whole bunch of merchandise that's going to be available there. And it's all Disney Parks related, mainly Main Street. I'm very uh, excited Kingdom, about this. Adventureland. Um, there's some uh, Tomorrowland stuff, like 20,000 Leagues and Space Mountain stuff. And some Haunted Mansion as well. But it's all kinds of like kitchen merchandise. There's plates, there's mugs, cocktail glasses, um, Really cool figurines. They have Dole Whip figurines. Um, just really nice kind of decorative glasses that say Adventureland on them. They look vintage, very retro-themed. Um, there's pillows even. It, this stuff is really nice. They spent a lot of time doing this, so I think it's going to sell out really fast. I think I read, might have been something you wrote, Sean, is that this is going to be sort of a test bed for some merchandise. That this is going to be where they're going to, like, test out to see if merchandise is popular before it goes into the park. Yeah, this store is going to be divided into like six different sections. There's going to be like a D-Tech section, uh, this kitchen area with like theme park merchandise. So I think they are going to use it that way, kind of a, t- a testing place. But this is stuff this is going to be insanely popular. I don't have the exact date. I think it said later this... Of 2045. In this year, but I don't know exactly. No, it should be opening relatively soon. Spring or summer, yeah. I, I'm telling you, I saw that uh, merchandise and I got excited. I, I'm really... I think this, some of this stuff looks really yeah. good. On the rehab list, that building is closed till 613, so I would assume 614. What so building you know, is that? The Team Disney, the Team Mickey... You know where they had. Um, it's the one that's attached to uh, yeah. guest services. Yeah. What's what's that store called? The girly one. Trendy. 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 Yeah. Okay. We had a guy's version of that store. Yeah, yeah Disneyland. I know. Mindy. Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Sean. Craig. Uh, yeah, I was going to talk about all the Muppets Most Wanted stuff that started popping up around Walt Disney World. Uh, one of the things is the. Uh, the very popular topiary that they have at Flower and Garden Festival. Uh, other things are at the Muppet Vision 3D um, pre-show. They've added a little bit to reflect the new movie in there. And I, I, that's kind of big because I don't believe they did that with the last film. They no. just kind of left it as it was. So hopefully you can get over there soon to get some video of it, see what they updated it. And um, also just the Disney Parks blog hosted a, uh, a pre-screening in the movie that Sean and I were actually lucky enough 
to attend and see what kind of happens at these parks blogs meetups um they do basically one a month Mm -hmm. and uh in this one we obviously it was first come first serve whoever signed up could and uh, sent them an email could get a chance to go see the movie they took like three four hundred names and we all piled into one of the big theaters at downtown disney uh they gave us free popcorn free drinks and had the chance to see it but we can't talk about what happened until the movie's (laughs) out it's like fight club yeah (laughs) (laughs) but we'll have a full review on it and everything as soon as uh we're allowed to so cool yeah all right thank you very much that will do it for Rapid Fire. Before we uh, close out the show and go into our poll for this week, um, I want to talk a little bit about something that has, uh, I've been seeing over the last few months on Disboards um, that is seemingly getting worse and worse, and that is the, uh, the incredible negativity that is being shared, especially regarding FastPass Plus. Um, and you know we've seen a lot of changes this, uh, June will be 17 years that uh, the Diz has been online that we've had disboards.com and um, over that 17 years we've seen a lot of changes and you know people on the boards have always expressed themselves very openly um, never in that 17 years have I seen responses like this though um this is it's incredibly negative and a lot of back and forth you have people that are really okay with the whole fast pass plus idea and implementation you have people that are not um and um one of the things i'm noticing though is a lot of the people that are talking about so negatively not in all cases but in a lot of cases are people who haven't experienced this yet. Yeah. Right, right. Um, people who are... <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. It comes across to me like change is bad. That, you know, and look, let's, let's, be, let's be honest here. That my Disney experience, the whole package, has fundamentally changed. Walt Disney World and the way you plan your vacations. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It has fundamentally changed the product. Um, But the number of people who are pronouncing this as the death of Disney and the death of magic are, it's alarming to me. Mm -hmm. And it's not my experience either, okay? Especially after this past week when I I spent on property. And we'll deal with that in an upcoming segment. But... um, it's not my, it was not, certainly not my experience. Um, yes, the days of being able to get 10 pa- fast passes in a day are over. Um, and yes, there are going to be some issues with lines. Um, but I think that just means we have to learn different ways to plan our trip. Um, but like I said, I, I notice, I see all these people planning their trip and all this negativity about FastPass Plus. And then I go over to the trip reports board. And I read the trip reports of people coming back. And while some people mention some snafus with the app and FastPass Plus, the overall tone of these trip reports is really positive. And so what I'd like to ask is, those of you who have actually experienced FastPass Plus, not 
in theory, but in practice. Send an email, podcast at disunplugged.com. Let me know what your experiences are. Let me know what you think of FastPass Plus, if you've actually experienced it, if you've actually planned a trip, gone down, had the magic band, used that to get on on rides, to to use FastPass Plus, to use the app in the parks. Um, I want to hear everybody's opinion on this, not just mine. Um, Good and bad. Um, It's changing. It's adjusting. Disney still says this is in a test. And, you know, I've always complained that, you know, when Disney wants to test something, they should should probably give people a break on the price um, instead of charging them full price and and saying, you know. And then increasing the price. Or increasing the price, exactly. Um, And this is all kind of a lead up to this week's poll question, which was uh, uh, based on a thread on Disboards by Elio5 entitled Disney is Different Now. And uh, the poster speaks about what they feel are Disney's declining standards, not related to my Disney experience at FastPass Plus. So our question for this week, has Disney World gotten better over the years? Has it gotten worse? Or is it still magical for you? Facebook.com slash disunplugged is where you can find this poll. And uh, as we do every week, we will select one person at random from everybody who answers, and that person will be given a $50 Disney gift card. But, you know, there's just so much negativity going around. I, I, I kind of want to, you know, because everybody talks about these changes and how it's changed everything, and Disney isn't the same anymore. And, look, there have been things I certainly have gone off about. Um, I'm not always the one – I'm not always one to quickly embrace change. Just go back and listen to my Starbucks rant. Um, but, you know, is it – has Disney gotten worse over the years? Has it gotten better? Or is it just as magical as it, as it always was for you? I'm very interested to see how people feel right now. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Um, I'm more interested, actually, in the email feedback from people who have been. Um, I would like to add to your request that people include when they traveled and their family makeup. I'd like to know if this impacts big families more than small mm. families. You know what time of year you went. I realize mm-hmm. this has only been implemented for a little bit, but I think all that plays into it. You know, I think that contributes to what your experience mm-hmm. of this particular thing is. Like I said, with our dreams clients, it's very split. There are people who come back who said they hated it. There are people who come back who said they loved it. So it seems like it's, it's a very well. We see that same <laughs> polarization the going most, on on the boards. The most common thing I hear is it's made it so much more complicated. It is. It, you know, well, one of the things we wanted to do, and like I said, this is an upcoming segment, we wanted to plan a last-minute trip and see what could we get, fast-pass-wise, uh, dining-wise, um, using the app. Some very interesting experiences. Some very, you know, f- from my perspective, very interesting experiences. Um, I think one of the problems is, quite frankly, is that people plan commando trips, and FastPass Plus <clears throat> is not really designed to help you with that. Um, right. And so right now, where it's at right now, and, and if you think that this is the do-all, end-all of FastPass Plus, it's not. I know they're going to be making changes to it, expanding it, adjusting it. They're testing it. But as of right now, if you don't show up at Disney World with a healthy dose of being willing to part from your plans... And being flexible with your plans. Yes, you're going to have a miserable time. But I think, and I think to some degree, 
you know, this is kind of how I set the site up. This was the tone of the site from the very beginning, commando planning. And because that's how I did it for many years. That's how I did it was commando planning. I had a list of I have to hit this attraction and this attraction, this attraction, eat here, mm-hmm. eat here. And if anything happened to my plans to mess them up, my day was ruined. But, you know, it's funny when I look back at those trips, it's not the it's not the uh, rides I missed or the rides I went on or the places I ate that I remember. It's who I was there with, mm-hmm. the experience I had. And that's what I see when I read those trip reports. That's what people are talking about, the experiences that they had with their family, their friends, their children. Um, that's what I remember. Those of you who are commando planners, can you remember from 15 years ago disappointments because you didn't get on this ride or this ride? Or do you remember the people you were with? What's the, what's the, what's the, the image that comes into your head when you think of those trips? Is it that we hit my, my itinerary minute for minute? Or is it that I had this amazing experience with my family or my friends? And that's something that occurred to me, too, because I was that crazy commando planner. I think one of the things that I always hear when we t- people talk about that is they have to get their money's worth. That by commando planning, they are going to get their money's worth. And I think to myself, I'm, not in, I, I'm agreeing with what you said. I'm not entirely sure that that's what you're going to base whether you got your value out of it right. or not. I think right. <clears throat> if you sort of look at it as what was the overall experience, what fun did we have? And I know it sounds, we've said it before and it sounds kind of hokey, but it's there is a whole lot of stop and smell the roses advice that people would give going into Disney World. Kind of enjoy what's in front of you before you are upset that it's not exactly what you were hoping it was. That there's always something, there's always like a silver lining kind of thing. You know what I mean? Well, and, and it, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what it is. It's going to change. I don't care what it is. I don't care whether it's Disney World. I don't care whether it's your job, your family, your home, whatever. Everything changes. Everything changes. And a lot of times, I know for myself, when that's a negative thing, it's because I don't want it to change. Because I like it just the way it is. And I don't want to be outside my comfort zone. This has thrown a lot of people outside their Disney comfort zone. And that's what I... When every time I read these threads, that's what I read. That's what I read. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a small percentage of people, and I'm not pointing fingers, but there is a small percentage of people who are using this as an opportunity to try and get something out of Disney. Seeing a lot of those threads come up, but God bless the people on the boards. They call them right out on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, these people go and, you know, they, they make these complaints about certain things. And, you know, people on the boards, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not shy. Um, they call them right out on it. But the vast majority of people, and I, I want to be very clear here, I'm not saying that anybody who's complaining about Fast Pass Plus shouldn't. I'm not saying you're wrong for feeling the way you do. Um, I think it's important to have a good dialogue about it, though. And to kind of remind people right now that, you know, if you love Disney, um, you may have to, you, you may have to adjust, you may have to adjust your expectations based on the way things have been. I don't think they're going back to that. I don't think Disney's going back to that. I don't think they're going back to the old fast pass model. I think people like to control their environment. And this takes a lot of control out of it. It They're does. telling you that it doesn't, that you're going to be able to control your experience. You can set up reservations six months in advance and when you want to ride the Haunted Mansion. The bottom line is that's not really a lot of control. And you know what was interesting is I was able to ride the Haunted Mansion uh, 
pretty much whenever I wanted to. Um, yeah, I may have had to wait a little longer than I would normally have waited, but and I was also able to. Well, I don't want to go into it because I got I got a whole segment coming up on that. But um, that is our. But that is part of our poll question for this week. Uh, has Disney World gotten better over the years? Has it gotten worse over the years? Or is it still magical for you? Cast your vote on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disunplugged. And that will do it for this segment. For those of you watching live, stay tuned. Coming up next, we will tell you about this year's Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot. Thanks for being with us, everyone. We hope you have a great week. And we'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Dis Unplugged. Take it easy. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Damn lakes.